0: Welcome to You Do What? with Chris Ansoff. Have you ever wondered what kind of jobs or careers are out there? Or have you met individuals that have like really interesting jobs and you wonder how they ended up with that job or that career? Well, in this podcast, I'm going to interview folks and find out what their current career or job is and then find out how they got there. So, let's meet Chris. So, what do you do now?
1: Oh, I am the president and CEO of Make-A-Wish in San Diego, and I've been here for almost 14 years.
0: Wow. So, um, let me sort of take you back and say, okay, you're now back in high school. Did you think this is a, a, a type of work you would be doing when you were in high school?
1: Wow. Um, you know, my, my view of the world was much, uh, was much narrower back in high school. I hadn't experienced a lot when I was in high school, I worked at summer camps and I loved summer camps. I'd worked all four summers during high school. And so I went to school to be a recreation administration major because I thought maybe I can run summer camps for my career. Uh, I've yet to run a summer camp, (laughs) but I thought, you know, that would be great. And that just set in motion, um, a whole chain of events that that led me to where I am.
0: So, what what are those chain of events? What you you were going in to do, running summer camps? Where where did you land first?
1: So, in college, um, I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and one of the first things you have to do is take various classes within your major that expose you to some of the different areas that you can specialize in. And one of the first classes I took. Was for uh, special populations or, or therapeutic recreation, is what it's called. And so I was to volunteer two hours a week helping a special Olympics floor hockey team. Cool. And so I started doing that, and I realized very, very quickly that I had a heart for people who had challenges in their life. And so I, um, I specified my major to be therapeutic recreation as opposed to just rec administration and began taking a lot more classes and getting more experience uh, working with individuals who had different types of disabilities, mostly developmental disabilities. And um, so all through college, I worked uh, at a group home for people with disabilities and I got to do recreation and uh, got to do aquatics and lots of fun things. And when I graduated from college, I began work uh, for a nonprofit organization helping children and adults with disabilities to become more independent through recreation and sport I didn't even know that that was a job when I was in high school but as you get further into it you start realizing I did anyway what what my skills were what my interests were and fortunately I kept I think navigating to those places where there was that intersection of what I really loved doing and what I was good at, and that was working in the community with people with disabilities, and you know a whole career after that. Um, but it's always involved helping kids, helping individuals who somehow didn't get a fair shake. Uh, so,
0: well, from there, yes, how did what superhero in me? Awesome. Well, from there, how did you? Eventually, end up being with Make a Wish.
1: Well, early in my career, working right after college um, at a nonprofit organization, as with anybody in a nonprofit organization, you have to learn how to raise money uh. because you never have enough money uh, to do the things that that nonprofits want to do. So, I worked for uh, a nonprofit for about six years and learned how to raise money and and started building some relationships out in the community with others who who were doing similar things. And I got a job with the city of San Diego with their therapeutic services division, which was in the park and rec department. And I thought, man, this is perfect. Recreation, helping people. And so one of the things I did there beyond just raising money was I, uh, I started supervising and leading volunteers and I figured out how to do the finances. So then about, Three years after that, the police department was looking for someone who understood the city, but that who understood how to raise money and that could supervise people and that was comfortable with finances. Like, well, hey, that's, yeah. that's me. So, you know, this, this long haired guy with, uh, with still holes in my ears from my college years got a job with the police department, which of all things I never would have seen coming. But once again, it was helping kids. And families who were struggling, and so I did that for seven years, and just learned a ton. Uh, I learned, you know, how to navigate the community and how to navigate the city and how to raise money and and really how to make a meaningful impact for kids. And the funny thing is, I thought I needed to keep promoting. So I left that position in the city because, you know, in my mid thirties, I thought I've got to promote. You know, I I'm, I'm not high enough yet and I was the executive director. And so I took another job with the city um, that was a very important job and I hated it. Oh. Because I was so far away and I kept on wondering why do I dislike this job so much? It's because I was nowhere near the people I was serving. Mm-hmm. I had strayed from what I was good at and what I loved. They no longer intersected. And so I left the city when Make-A-Wish was looking for a CEO. And it was kind of like bringing all of my experiences back all into one place. And I've been here now almost 14 years and just feel so aligned. Like the work Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I love and I'm good at it. And it's just a good feeling. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, how much you make or, or all those things. What really matters is if you love what you're doing each day and then you'll be happy and satisfied.
0: Oh, I love that. Cause that's, that's something I really feel strongly about is trying to follow your passions. Um, So if I was, what would you, if you had the opportunity to go back and talk to your high school self, is there any advice you would, you know, give your, your high school self, knowing what you know now where you are now? Yeah,
1: I think I would say chill out, you know, stop worrying so much about the future. Uh, Stop worrying about, you know, setting a timeline for when you're going to meet this milestone or that or achieve this amount of money or that, I think I would just relax and just lean into the things that that interested me. And I think here's another piece too: is run away from the things that you don't like. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have this um, FOMO, you know, and I think your audience will know the fear of missing out. I have come to a place in my life where I now have Jomo and that is the joy of missing out. So if something is not for me, I just run away from it. I don't need to be part of that. Nobody can be part of everything. And so we have to get comfortable with missing out on certain things because in exchange we get more of the things that we, we really want to be part of. And I think that's a challenge for this generation coming up is there so many options and choices and there's, there's so much communication going on that you feel as if you need to be a part of so many conversations. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, just have confidence in, in recognizing what you love and pursuing that and, and don't worry about the things that other people might be doing uh, because they're probably watching you and wishing they were doing what you were doing.
0: <laughs> That's probably very true. Um, so cool. So I, I would guess... You know, you kind of led into my final question was what advice you would give to those that are now, you know, in high school and getting ready to enter into the world. Um, But it sounds like you've already already answered that a little bit.
1: You know, the other piece I would throw in there is, is identify role models or mentors Mm. and straight up ask somebody if they'll be your mentor which means that you're responsible for that relationship and the agendas of your conversations. And so to be a mentor, you're not asking them to do anything other than just answering any questions you might have and kind of walking with you. Um, I think, there's a lot to be learned from people who are where we are, are where we want to be. And, you know, so identifying someone who seems pretty happy, who has it together, who's maybe an excelling in an area that you wish you could. Most people, if you ask, if, if you could ask them, you know, for advice from time to time, will absolutely say yes, no matter how busy they are, because we all want to make the world a better place. Yeah. And successful people are that way too.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really, really, really appreciate it.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to You Do What? And as Mark Twain said, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. If you enjoyed this podcast, let your friends know about it. And drop us a line if you know someone you think would be really good to have interviewed for this podcast. And keep figuring
1: out the why.